entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. Last week, we had Ari Weinswig, the CEO of Zingerman's, as our guest, and we started to talk about Zingerman's 12 Natural Laws to Building a Great Business. We only got to six of them last week, so many of you, I think many, a lot, Carrie, gave us a lot of feedback on that show. So, uh, Carrie Carney, my my co-host, is here with us, and Tom Jenkins. We're running last week's show because it was so successful, and we heard from a lot of different people in different states, in different businesses that loved the show. In fact, I got emails. I know you got emails from Ari because these people reached out to Ari and said the show was so good. To be clear, we we are rerunning his interview. The first segment. Right. Yes. The yes. one segments two and three of the show, we will redo Ari's interview. For the first segment of the show and the last segment of the show, we're covering the the balance, what we didn't get to last week in terms of the 12 natural laws. We only got through six of them. Correct. So in this show today, we're going to go through, the. we're going to get three in the first segment one, and then we're going to cover the other three in segment four. But in case... You missed last week's show. A little background on our guest, Ari Weinsweg. He's the CEO of Zingerman's, a company that started with one deli in Ann Arbor, Michigan in 1982. Ari and his co-founder, Paul Saginaw, along with their team members, have built a group of companies down doing a combined revenue of about $55 million. And by the way, all in the Ann Arbor, Michigan Marketplace. Zingerman's is a story uh, in success and one we are so proud to share. So, Carrie and Tom, Tom's our producer, by the way. I didn't give you a formal introduction. That's that's, that's quite okay. I I just wanted to say that out of the entire history of the Business Builders show, we have never done this two weeks in a row. So that's how important this is. And if you do need to get caught up on last week's show and you didn't hear it, go to iTunes and just search for Business Builder Show and you can can listen to us on iTunes as well. Superb. Thanks, guys. Okay, let's review the first six of the 12 natural laws of business success. We'll go through them quickly as Tom and Carrie pointed out. You can go to iTunes to get that show, but let's get through the first six so we can talk talk to you about the rest of them. Number one, in terms of the 12 natural laws of building a great business. Number one, an inspiring, strategically sound vision leads the way to greatness. Number two, you need to give customers really compelling reasons to buy from you. Number three, without good finance, you fail. Number four, people do their best work when they're part of a really great organization. Point number five, If you want the staff to give great service to customers, the leaders have to give great service to the staff. And number six, if you want great performance from your staff, you have to give them clear expectation and training tools. Let's get to number seven now, Carrie, which is successful businesses do the things that others know they should do, but generally don't. Now, I have a saying that I stole i'm sure from someone along the way and it says says successful people simply do the things that less successful people refuse to do 
another way of saying this. So Ari says, successful businesses do the things that others uh, know they should do, but they generally don't. And I love the first thing he says. You know, sometimes we wait for this informa- this uh, inspiration, if you will, from articles like on Steve Jobs and, and, and like the business gurus and guys like that, right? <laughs> but what Ari is pointing out in this is that the real work comes from Doing the hard work, right? Give them that example, Marty. That, or I'm going to give the you example. You go for it, Kerry. Go for it. Well, early on when uh, Zingerman started, they wanted to have the best deli sandwiches available. Mm-hmm. And they tried out about, this is before they had their own bakehouse. Correct. They tried out about 20 different sources to get rye bread. So what and did the, they do? The best bakery they found was in the Detroit suburbs, 45 minutes away from their location. So what did they do? Dummy, dummy, get to the story here. They went out and they continually purchased that bread from that location to make the best so they, sandwiches. They had to drive to Detroit every single day back and forth, and they did it 3,800 times so they could have the best possible bread. And Detroit has some really nasty winters. <laughs> yes. But they thought it needed to be done. Yep. That's doing the hard work. Point number eight of the 12 natural laws. To get to greatness, you've got to keep, keep getting better all the time. I murdered that, so I'll say it again. To get to greatness, you've got to keep getting better all the time. And I think, Carrie, this is where he talks about that, you know, you think it gets easier as you move on, and actually, it doesn't. It, it gets it gets harder. He suggests, and and by the way, I've seen this in our own companies and and the other companies that we have worked with. Is that actually as the business gets bigger, it probably gets harder to run the business. But here's the magical formula: once you understand that. And you accept that. You're not going to coast. If you really want to be world class like a Zingerman's, you can't coast. And that rolls right into number nine. Success means you get better problems. That's right. As you grow, you'll have more employees. You'll have more opportunities. But as long as you don't put it in neutral and you have the pedal on the me- or the metal on the pedal and you're moving forward... Those problems become such grand opportunities. A lot of companies are trained, a lot of us are trained to say, really try to eliminate problems. And you should. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You should try to reduce your problems and you should try to reduce anything that become obstacles for success. But the point is that, Carrie, as you pointed out and as Ari is pointing out in his book, um, as you move forward, you're going to have bigger problems. And he talks about the fact that they had a guest come into the deli. And the uh, person later went to the roadhouse for dinner and said, we had a less than positive experience. And so uh, a server took care of that person then also talked to Ari. And so Ari went to the client or went to the customer and said, well, what happened there? They talked about it. And then the person said, listen, the issue is that the experience of the deli was okay. It's just that Zingerman's has set the bar so high. The expectations. The expectation is so high and so imp- that if there's just a less than perfect. Now, here's the lesson. Success means you get bigger and better problems. Here's the lesson. There's a lot of companies who say if you get a customer complaint, you go, oh, boy. 
oh, another customer complaint. Well, no, that's not the way to look at it. You need to look at it and say, whoa, wow, thank you. We're getting that feedback. And this customer went on to say, my experience at the deli was just not zingy. Z-I-N-G-Y. <laughs> now, isn't that cool that your company is now uh, being described as zingy? It's actually really cool when, when a customer does complain because you do get that feedback. Where how many how many of us, we don't say anything, we just stop going there. Yep. That's it. And, um, and then you lose the business. And you lose the business. Isn't it great when somebody comes and, they say, and the person says to you, listen, you just set the bar so high. We are talking about Ari Weinswig's book, uh, Building a Great Business. He is the CEO of Zingerman's. And as we said at the uh, top of the show, we're bringing back his interview because it is so valuable to you as um, as entrepreneurs and as business owners. We'll be right back on The Business Builder Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com a no-obligation 30-minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com right now and apply some real-world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570 570- 815-1626 or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builder Show. My special guest today is Ari Weinswig and Ari is the owner at a company called Zingerman's. Now, that's a very humble introduction for a guy and a company that have accomplished so much. But I'm going to let the interview tell the story. Ari, thanks for coming on the Business Builder Show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Are you and your partner, uh, Paul Saginaw, started something called Zingerman's Deli? I think it was 1982. So what is Zingerman's anyway? 
Well, it's a, it's a great question, and I'm going to do my best to answer it. As you said, we started the deli uh, March 15th, 1982. Uh, the original space was 1,300 square feet. Uh, me and Paul plus two employees working, and we had, I think, 29 seats, 25 sandwiches on the menu, a little bit of cheese, bread, uh, and olive oil, smoked fish uh, from other suppliers. Uh, Fast-forwarding to today, uh we will do about $55 million in sales. Uh, our organization is made up of nine uh, different Zingerman's businesses, so not nine delis. We're still just with the one deli, uh, but we only, because our vision, which I'm sure we'll talk about during the interview, is uh, that we only do each business one time because we like unique things. But So we have the deli. We have a mail-order business. Uh, we ship food through them all over the country. We have a little creamery where we make fresh cheese and gelato. Uh, we have a bakery, a coffee roasting, a candy making. Uh, we have a farm with an event space and an 1834 renovated barn. Uh, we have uh, Zing Train, which is our training business, and uh, I'm probably forgetting something, but that's a good start. And we will employ we employ about 700 people actually. Wow! And this is all in the Ann Arbor, Michigan market. Is that correct? Yeah, our vision uh, is that we only do things here in the Ann Arbor area, uh, which isn't to say other people shouldn't open businesses, you know, uh, further afield for their, if that works for them, it's a great thing. But for us, we like to be here where we can, you know, know the people work and know the customers, taste the food, et cetera. So uh, Ann Arbor, uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, is uh, about 100,000 people. It's home of University of Michigan. Uh, It's about a, I don't know, hour west of Detroit and Mm-hmm. Uh, four hours east of Chicago on I ninety four, and uh, it's a great I place. I got here from Chicago. I came up here to go to school a yeah. couple hundred years ago. <laughs> Thereabouts. <laughs> well, you're in the food business. That's why it feels that way. Well, I, I like, I'm happy to have lived that long. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, you know, you mentioned the word vision uh, before. Uh, I've read your book, and there's three books, but the one that I got through, I'm going to um, mention the title because I want to focus primarily on what we have here, is the yep. uh, title, I'm going to read the whole thing. It's Zingerman's Guide to Good Leading, Part 1, A Lapsed Anarchist's Approach to Building a Great Business. And in that book... You, well, let me phrase it this way. You believe, and your team strongly believes in this vision and mission stuff. So, so tell yep. us what that means at Ziggerman's. Yeah, I, I, I do believe in it. Uh, I believe in it because it's work. Uh, uh, so mission for us is uh, sort of the North Star for the organization, uh, I know if you read business books, which most of your listeners, of course, do, uh, they're going to find a thousand different definitions. So I'm not here to argue ours is the right one. I'm just going to tell you what we do right, and, right. and why it's worked. But uh, so for us, mission statement, and again, you've read about it in the book, is meant to answer four questions. What is it that we do? Why do we do it? So that would get into purpose. Uh, who are we that's doing it? And for whom are we doing it? Uh, we wrote ours in 91, so I think we were nine or ten years in as a business before we wrote it. Uh, sort of backing up to your uh, slightly skeptical tone of voice when you asked the question, I was very skeptical about mission statements before we wrote ours. My experience right. of them was mostly they were mediocre poetry that got hung by customer bathrooms, uh, and I never saw much point in doing one, but I think I read something that changed my mind. Yes. Uh, we spent about six months 
uh, working on our mission and our guiding principles. And there's an essay in the first book is uh, also on that. Uh, we got about 80 of the then 100 or so people at the deli involved in the work on the mission and the principles. So I guess one thing I would say is when you get a lot of people involved, that already helped. Uh, in hindsight, I think it's really one of the most important things we ever did. And the reason is because we actually use it. Mm. Uh, Paul or I uh, still teach the new staff orientation class. I actually taught one last night uh, for about 60 of the holiday help and mail order. And uh, when I teach that class to anybody, uh, I tell them if they take only one thing away from the entire class, and obviously I hope they take more because it's a two-hour class, but if they only take one thing away, Mm -hmm. it's to understand that at Zingerman's we're really only here for one reason, and that's the first line of our mission, which talks about bringing a great experience to people, Mm -hmm. and that everybody who works here, first day, last day, good mood, bad mood, 1660, baker, busboy, doesn't make any difference. We're all fully responsible for the quality of the experience that we bring to every single person we interact with all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think in that sense, we use it like the North Star because when you're confused or overwhelmed or tired, which are pretty normal things mm-hmm. in a high-achieving organization, all you got to do is take a deep breath and back your brain up to all I'm here to do is bring people a great experience. It's no offense to those of us with college degrees, but you don't need one to do that. <laughs> uh, it's really, any five or six year old can handle it. It's just called be nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if we do that, then we're living the mission. Mm-hmm. So so that that's our approach to mission statements. And it's I, again, I, I, I we view it like the North Star because when it gets dark out, when you're confused, you can come back to that and move towards it. Uh, but but like that. the North Star, you never actually get there. You just move in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vision the vision for us is very different than mission, and our approach to vision, as you know from reading the book, is pretty different than most uh, approaches that people teach. I mean, the term vision is used liberally, but the, yes. the concept the concept and the definition that we have, I think, is quite different. Uh, most people talk about vision statements, and that for me, they they I can't quite tell the difference between a mission statement and a vision. Statement. Right, but for us, for us, a vision—the mission statement. Uh, ours is whatever six lines long. It's pretty short, right? A vision for us. Our 2020 vision is written, and I think it's nine pages long. Uh, so the vision is when you get to success at a particular point in time in the future. So it's time constraints, which the mission statement is not. When you get to a success at a particular point in time in the future. And you can describe that success with enough richness of emotionally engaging detail, so much so that you actually will be able to tell whether you have arrived. That's your vision. Yeah, I read. And, uh, and, that's really where I uh, kept seeing you surfacing. It was a vision that you wrote. Uh, Nineteen. Ooh, I should know the answer to that, but yeah, early we on, wrote before, it one in '94. So there we you go. '82. Uh, we we actually literally wrote our first long-term vision with the process that we now teach very regularly in 94 for the year 2009. So we wrote it for 15 years out. 15 years and then out. The, the next the next one we wrote uh, in 07 uh, for 2020, and that's what we're still working with now. Yeah. Um, again, um, Yannick Silver, uh, it was the first time I've heard of you. Uh, he wrote about you in Mar- Maverick Startup, and uh, he interviewed you, I don't know, that was a few months ago. And I said, yep. I, I got to get this guy on the Business Builder Show because you have so much, so much to share. And your vision statements that you wrote before and the one for 2020, you wrote, I want to be clear to the for the audience, you wrote that 
as if it was true in that particular yep. year, right? Expand, expand yeah. on that a little yep. bit, Ari. That's, that's a, the, the process itself, there's actually a recipe in the book that uh, will walk people through doing it. But one of the elements of the recipe uh, is that you, you need to write it as if it has already happened. And I can't quite explain to you scientifically why, but it makes an enormous difference in the way uh, it works. Uh, when you actually envision yourself in the future as opposed to saying we're going to do this, uh, it's, it's, it makes a marked difference in the effectiveness of it for yeah. each of us internally and then for the organization. Yeah. And, and also, just to be clear, is that the vision includes a lot more detail than most people would do. So, in, in essence, it's a story. Uh, it's your story, though, either as an individual or as, a, as an organization, and you're telling that story with the details that are meaningful. So, you know, when you write a business plan and you're going to the bank, they don't really care, you know, whatever, how, right. how the, the smile on the face of the employee when you greet them. But I think that actually tells you a lot more. Than, you got it. You know, just stating what's on the balance sheet. So I'm not down on the balance sheet. And I think we weave in where the key numbers are woven into the vision All right. as well. All right. But well, the point is that there's a lot of nuance. Ari, we need to take a short break. There is so much we're going to talk about. We are with Ari Weinswig, and he is with Zingerman's. We'll be right back on the Business Builder Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com a no-obligation 30-minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com right now and apply some real-world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab is going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? He said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the seven tenets of Taxi Terry. Informing, educating, and encouraging. The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. My special guest today is Ari Weinswig, and he is with Zingerman's. And we are talking about his book and all great things from Zingerman's. His book is called A Lapsed 
anarchists approach to building a great business Ari before we go any further I want to let people know how they can connect with Zingerman's and you and what's the best way to do that yeah, well, to connect with me uh, personally is easy. My email is Ari, so it's A-R-I, at Zingermans.com, and I will answer them. So if people have questions or thoughts or whatever, be totally more than happy to field them. Uh, in terms of connecting with us organizationally, we have, oh, Lord knows, 15 different websites, but uh, the key ones, I think, for most of your listeners are going to be uh, Zingermans.com would be our mail order site, so that's where we're shipping food, gift baskets, candy bars, bread, baked goods, uh, cheese, et cetera, all over the country for folks. And then uh, equally important for your listeners would be Zingtrain.com, D-I-N-G-T-R. Mm-hmm. AIN.com, which is our training business, and they would be able to see uh, the two-day seminars that we do here in Ann Arbor and some of the other work, as well as the business books. Yeah, the business books. Yeah. I want to make sure that they can get the business books uh, on that same site, and uh, that's the way they, you've they chosen to sell them. Can, and and uh, it's, a, it's a subset to the, to the conversation, but uh, I'm not that big on, on being on the mass market uh, sales, so we actually really aren't on Amazon, so the best place for them to go would be Zingtrain.com. I guess that's a setup for um, this whole thing of uh, you call yourself I uh, call yourself a, a, a lapsed anarchist. Okay, I think that needs a little explanation. So, t- so, 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 <laughs> tell me about attention. that, Ari. Go ahead, man. It's your mic. <laughs> okay. Well, it's it's a good story. I, uh, you know, we. I mean, most people don't know, but we actually have the largest anarchist collection uh, of books and, and printed materials in the country. Is here at University of Michigan. Uh, when I was in school studying Russian history, I used to go up there. It's on the seventh floor of the graduate library, and I spent a fair bit of time studying. Uh, and you know, it was very drawn to a lot of what's what was in there and uh i uh you know when i started to manage people in restaurants which would be let's say three years after i had graduated school having started as a dishwasher with after i got my history degree uh, i started as a dishwasher then became a line cook and then a kitchen manager and uh when i started to manage people i tried leaving them all alone and the you know naive but positive belief they would just sort of do the right thing and of course that not shockingly, that failed miserably. Uh, and so for years, I would say I was a lap standard just because I still believed in it, but I didn't practice. Uh, as you know from the book, as I was working on that first book, I, I, I speak pretty regularly, and I got asked to speak at the Jewish Studies Department here. And you know, when I speak at business conferences, nobody really knows who the anarchists were, so it just sort of passes quickly as a little anecdote. But when I was going to speak at Jewish studies, I was like, well, these people actually know who all the people I studied yeah, were. That's and great. I haven't looked at these books in 25 years. I better get my act together. Yeah. And so I went back and I started to reread, and I, I was shocked in a good way by how much of a lot of what they were writing about was very parallel to what you and I would now call progressive business literature. Yes. Uh, the importance of having a healthy organization, which means it has to be made up of great creative people. Uh, yes. That the role of the organization is to help people develop, that you can't have a great organization without great people. The, the key and important role of mindful free choice so that people aren't just going along grudgingly, but they're actually mindfully choosing to participate that things are in the open, that in what we now call transparency, which they would have called sharing information. So all this stuff about free choice, about respect for every individual, things that I believe are pretty important, and really you can find in Jim Collins and the Harvard Business Review if you read the right stuff. 
Uh, they were writing about 100 years ago. But it's it started, well, you people like Emma Goldman and, and uh, is it yep. Joe Labati and people who you studied at the University of Michigan, I find that absolutely fascinating and how it's so true today and how you're seeing it, and, you know, conscious capitalism, et cetera, and things yep. like that. I, I, I'm loving that. You know, so so that's that's a great story. Ella. You had me really captured in the book, and uh, I'm going to do more research on those folks, you know. And um, you mentioned the word essays just a second ago. And yep. Emma Goldman wrote in essays, and you wrote the book in terms of essays. Well, was that a yep. conscious choice? And tell me what the uh, why. Why did you do that? Well, I think I mean it, I, I did it because partly that's how I work. But I think that also you know the, the the practical reality of of running an organization, which is most of the people who are reading these books, everybody's busy, and so. You know, in the author's fantasy, we like to think that, you know, you sit down with a cup of coffee and you read the whole book on a Sunday and it's great. But the reality is we buy the books, we put them in a stack, and then maybe we get to them later. And I wanted to write it so that, you know, if you want to read the whole thing, fabulous. But if you're in a hurry, I want you to be able to just pick it up, flip to the, to the essay on vision statement, on visioning, and, and just plow in there without having to read the first 150 pages and that in that that sense to make it you know more practically accessible for you know real life busy people uh and and that people can read one essay put it down pick it up in a week read a different one etc also a lot of organizations have bought the books for their management team you know and they they do like one essay a month and i think that's made it helpful for them to do several old management book clubs for the companies that are doing that, congratulations. You're showing tremendous insight because this is absolutely a great work. Now, I'm going to go back to you wrote a book. You wrote three books. You wrote uh, you, you wrote all kinds of stuff. Go on Zigermans.com, learn more about what this guy is doing, what they're doing there. Uh, I kind of know a little bit about the food business and the food distribution business. You have read a ton of books. You're writing books. How in the heck... Did you find the discipline <laughs> to read all these books, man? How did you do it? Well, there wasn't a lot that I learned growing up that was helpful in business, but one thing I learned was how to read. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm an introvert. I like to read. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess what I've learned, the third book, as you know, uh, which is in your stack there, is on managing ourselves. I'll get to it, though. I uh, promise. I, I'll get to it. I think... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I'll get to it, I promise. I'll get through all three. I, I... Oh, no, worried. I was just going to say part of what I've, I've realized <laughs> over ahead. the years from studying is just really any of us can learn almost any skill that we put our minds to. And I, I don't mean physical skill or, you know, I'm not going to be a great violinist. Right. That's, that's for sure. But I think that, you know, if people want to learn to read well, they can. Uh, if people want to learn to speak in public, they can learn it. Uh, if we want to learn to be organized, we can learn it. But it does take work and it does take practice. And, you know, I was lucky because that was a skill that my mother had me practicing when I was five. Uh, so in, in a sense, it seems like it comes easier to me. But I would argue it's a lot actually more that I just had, you know, a lot of years of experience. And discipline. You know, believe it or not, yeah. we're down to our last minute. Uh, I, I can't believe it because there's so much more I want to talk about. But, you know, share with us a couple of things in this last minute or so in terms of your vision for 20 2020 for Zingerman's and, and all your companies, you know, give, give me sure. something like really hot. Like, what do you got? that's really exciting. 
Well, for for me, it's it's all exciting. We wrote it, but I, I think what would be interesting to your listeners, you know, number one, uh, we want to have twelve to eighteen Zingerman's businesses uh, all located here in the Ann Arbor area, uh, and again, each being a unique business. Uh, so they're all all one organization, but with these semi-autonomous pieces. And each business we always do has a managing partner or partners. So this is people who own part of that business uh, and who. Uh, have a passion for what that business does, and they're signing on the loans. They legally own part of it, and that's those are all huge things. It also gets into having more fun. It gets into education, giving to the community, uh, radical improvement in our food, our service, and our finance, uh, opportunity and responsibility for everybody. So there, there's a lot in there, and I just thought of the 60, the 60 people last night, and I'll tell you, it's inspiring. It's inspiring when I teach it, and I've been part of it for seven years already. That's fantastic. Our guest has been Ari Weinzweig, and Ari is with Zingerman's. Ari, you're a great guy, a great writer, a great leader. I'm so thrilled you took time to be with us on the Business Builder Show. It's an honor and a pleasure. And again, my email is ari at zingerman.com and the books and stuff are at zingtrain.com. So glad to be of help. Presenting the thought leaders of today. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of the Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570-815-1626. Or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. You know what, Tom? You and Carrie suggested that we play Ari's interview again. 
As hard as I struggle sometimes to listen to you guys, <laughs> you were right. Congratulations, Carrie Thank and Tom. Thank goodness Thank we're you. taping this, Carrie, because yes. now we've got Marty admitting that you and I are right. Yes. <laughs> yes. What a great interview with yeah. Ari. How inspiring. I want to make sure you know, uh, we've said his name, the company's name, Zingerman's, but we're taking this right out of his book. In uh, The title of the book is Zingerman's Guide to Good Leading, Part 1, A Lapsed anarchist's approach to building a great business and we're talking about the 12 natural laws of building a great business and carrie in rule number one that i reviewed quickly at the beginning of this show i missed something important yes uh you had most of it okay but it was an inspiring strategically sound vision leads the way to greatness especially if you write it down which I think Ari has this number one because it is the cornerstone to all their training. Yep. If you write it down, there are expectations. The employee can go back to them and say, uh-huh, I see it, I read it, I feel it, I can execute. And actually, one of the responses, there are people sending uh, Ari emails, and one of the people wrote to Ari saying, well, you kind of changed my thoughts in terms of uh, vision and mission. So, okay. What is Ari's email? Someone else might have a question. Ari at Zingermans.com. Ari at Zingermans.com. But for the sake of time, we got to keep going. We're talking about the 12 natural laws of building a great business, and we're on number 10, right, Tom? I'm losing my track number 10. You didn't write it down. That's why. (laughs) I didn't write it down. Number 10. Here we are. Number 10. Whatever your strengths are, they will likely lead straight into your weaknesses. This one takes a little thought, I think, Harry. You got so, some zen going on in yeah, there. Yeah, so something you're really good at, it could potentially lead you into a weakness. Now, we'll use his example. For instance, Harry says, you know, he's really uh, focused. He's really organized. And, and, and so sometimes that means you... Uh, don't get enough feedback. Sometimes that means you got your head down. You're really not paying that much attention to others. And so what that could potentially lead into a weakness. You may not hear good ideas. You may not get good feedback. Right. So Ari admits that about himself. I guess I did, too, a f- few minutes ago in the show by saying that I got help from you guys. OK. Ari also points that your strengths can lead to weaknesses in at Zingerman's. They involve a lot of people in their decision making participation is the key yeah they have a lot going on they ask for feedback all the time and sometimes that will delay some decisions because you're getting a lot of feedback sometimes you, you need to make quick decisions so that's how i think that makes uh, kind of makes sense right I, I buy that i buy that yeah number 11 it generally takes a lot longer to make something great happen than people think this is probably my favorite one it takes a lot longer to make something great happen. Um, you know, in our world today of instant gratification, we think that, and we hear so many of what we think are these overnight successes. Mm-hmm. They're not. No. Most of them, they're not. Uh, even with the internet, it takes years and years and years and years. Allow me to read a quote under this, um, under this law that he says, Ari says, Early in our work together, Paul, who was his partner, taught me that in his view, here's the quotes, professionalism means sticking with something long after the glamour has worn off. You got to love that. Mm-hmm. You got to love that. It takes a long time to build like, a great business. And he says, hey, it takes a couple of years before we people really start paying attention to something. It takes two more years before we start to implement. And it takes a lot longer than that to get to greatness. 
The example he uses, Carrie and Tom, is open book finance, he calls it, or open book management. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, this concept of sharing the financials with the organization, at first we thought we're doing okay, but we didn't do it too too well, he felt. And it took a long time to get there in terms of open book finance. And by the way, guys, I see companies making this mistake uh, that want to use open book management. So they have uh, a meeting with people and they talk about that they're going to share the financials of, uh, of their organization. And uh, and then they say, next quarter, we're going to start sharing the financials of the organization. Say what? You know, no, it takes time to get education in there. OK, also under this that it takes time. I want to read another quote from Ari's book. It says, let me quote from a 1931 piece by essayist, essayist Logan Persall Smith. Here's the quote. The test of a vocation is the love of the drudgery it involves. To be great, you got to do things that you don't want to do. You got to get out of bed early. You got to work hard. You got to work late. It takes work. And be okay doing them. That's the point. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. That is the point. You got to accept it. Actually, you have to kind of love it. Like it. You yeah, have to kind of love it, man. You got to say, okay, for the next few hours, I, I got to do this accounting stuff. For the and, next few hours, I got to do this planning stuff. And you stuff. see that is the element that creates distinction in sports, business, music. Repetition. Study. Repetition. Perfect practice. Perfect practice, Carrie. Good one. Point number 12 and the 12 natural laws of building a great business. Boy, I feel like we're delivering so much value in this show. I'm, I'm so thrilled. Here it is. Great organizations are appreciative and the people in them have more fun. Now, do they mean, does that necessarily mean we're, we wear funny hats uh, that we bring, like Carrie does, bring funny shirts and stuff like that? We, we have fun with that, but is that what we mean, Tom? Just being together and doing something together and achieving something together is fun. The achievement word is key. Yeah. It's not just showing up and acting like a, bum, a, a bunch of bumbling goof-offs. Although right. sometimes we sound like that. Yeah. Least I do every now and then. But, and if but, the listeners could hear what we sound like before we turn the microphone This is on. after some practice. Right. Yes. Right. But it's about energy, right, Carrie? Yeah. I know you want yeah. to talk about the energy. So It, it leads into that... Uh, uh, a, a couple, uh, Tony Schwartz, I don't know if they're a couple, but Tony Schwartz and Catherine McCarthy had an article in the Harvard Business Journal, and it was, manage your energy, not your time. And what a great concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Google that. You'll be, you'll be inspired, and yeah. you'll learn from that article, too. And Ari's second book in the three series that he has, and they have all kinds of information at Zing Train, is about leadership. And... Aria writes a whole essay on on energy, and he says it's kind of like, you know, maybe you can't totally define it, but you can see it. Mm-hmm. You can see it in the servers. You can see it in the wait staff. You can see it in management. You can see that positive energy. He also has a caveat in this book. And I want to go one step further. Go you ahead. can feel it. You have to feel it before you can see it, hear Great. it, Great to point. understand it. You have to feel it. So that ties right into what he says in the book here. And if you aren't feeling it, and if you're not seeing it, and if there's not fun and energy in your organization, watch out. You're going down. It's either fake or you don't have any semblance of it at all. Yep. So pay attention to that. If you don't have a good vibe in your organizations like Zingerman's has, 
You're maybe going down a bad road. Tom, you got something to say, there man. Was, there was a place I used to work a long time ago, and it was just exactly what you were talking about on the negative sense. I mean, I didn't know anybody that was happy. We all just went there because we needed a paycheck. Yeah. And uh, I had a deal with outside, I guess you can call them clients, and uh, at least two a week would come in, and we'd be in a hidden room somewhere, and they say, hey, what's going on around here, man? It just feels weird here. Yeah. Outside people can feel that. Oh, yeah. You get the vibe. And yeah. if you're in the hospitality industry, oh. you can't hide that. No. Not you know, at all. You can't hide it. you, you got to have your mojo working. Yeah, all the time. So um, let's see here. We need to wrap up because we've run out of time. I hope the information we shared with you from Ari Weinswig and Zingerman's excites and inspires you enough to learn more about what they're doing there. I suggest strongly that you go to zingtrain.com, Z-I-N-J-G, zingtrain.com to learn more about all the work and all the information that's available uh, to you to help grow your business. By the way, speaking of business, our new website is up. It's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. I'd love for you to take a look at our website and uh, let us know what you think about it. And I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Live Mercury. They are the genius behind the website, so thanks so much. Next week, we're going to have a guy who reads more books than me. John Spence, an author himself, will be joining us to talk about four great books that he read and that he recommends for us in 2015. Thanks for listening to the Business Builder Show. Please join us next week. I'm Marty Wolf. Have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab is going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? He said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the seven tenets of Taxi Terry.